How old were you when you first started drinking? I was 17. No, wait a minute. I was 16 because it was when I was in high school with my gang of friends from independent studies. I graduated from high school at 16. That's another story that I'll talk about later. So I was 16 when I started drinking and whoa, that was quite the experience. I don't know how many people are familiar with Black's Beach in San Diego. It's the resident naked beach. You have to climb down an extensive cliff to get there, or you can also take the longer, well-traveled journey from the Torrey Pines side down to the Naked Beach. The Naked Beach is divided into two categories, the Gay Naked Beach and the Straight Naked Beach. At least this was back in the day when I was going to Black's Beach. I have no idea what it's like now. I haven't been there in quite a long time. But back in the day when I was going there, the gay side of the naked beach included the quote-unquote bushes that was the hot spot for cruising. So you go to the naked beach and you lie in the beach naked. At least I didn't lie in the beach naked, but a lot of other people did. And then when you were feeling like you wanted to hook up, you just walked up the hill and into the bushes and through the passages and just waited to meet somebody. Sort of like a gay bathhouse, but out in nature. Doesn't that make it sound romantic? A gay bathhouse out in nature. I'm not even sure a lot of you know what a gay bathhouse is. But I think you could probably put two and two together and come up with the four out in nature. Anyway, the straight part of the black speech was where the straight people played volleyball. And they had their volleyball nets and it was a lot of jumping up and down and jiggling all over the place based on the sex you were. Some things jiggled and other things didn't. And it was also the part of the beach that the gay naked people decided to go for whatever purposes so that they could see certain straight people jumping up and down and jiggling. I think you're catching my drift. Anyway, my group of friends and I, when I was 16, decided to go down to Black's Beach and we went to the straight part of the beach because I think at that time I really didn't understand what Black's, Black's Beach was so I was just following the lead of my friends and so we climbed down the cliff 
and it, it's a pretty, I, you know, I have a fear of heights, so, you know, it's a, um, a formidable cliff that one has to traverse to get to the bottom. But once we got to the bottom, we set up our blanket and we were all having fun and we had our Annie Boone Spring or whatever the name of the wine was. I think those of you who are old enough to remember know what I'm talking about. So we had that cheap wine and we were swimming in the water. I remember um, that particular time. Let me stop and think of her name. Mona, I want to say, and Randy, who was kind of like one of my best friends. I think I talked about him before. Um, maybe not. I'll have to look back at my notes and see if I've discussed him. If I haven't, I'll talk about him more. Anyway, oh, actually, I, I don't think that I have. So I think this story will encompass Randy a little bit more. So Black, Black's Beach is known in certain areas for its riptides. And Mona and Randy decided to go out and swim a la naked, which was fine. They went out, Randy's gay, Mona straight, just to get that clear. They went out to swim a la naked and got caught in a riptide. And they were out there flailing and gasping for air and everything else that one does when they're drowning, basically. It turns out that the lifeguards came along at the right time and saved them, brought them back into shore. They regaled us with their feelings of, oh, I thought we were dying and oh no, what's going on? And that was all part of the party, I guess it was. I mean, you know, when you're that young or of that age, you really do believe that you're invincible. So when something like this traumatic happens, you don't really give it as much credence as, oh my God, that could have really been terrible as one would when they're older and as one would when they're older and they learn a lesson from it. That just wasn't happening with Mona and Randy almost dying or drowning. All they could think about was drowning and washing up on shore naked. I guess that was a priority back then. I don't know. Didn't occur to me. I never was going to get naked and, and to each their own as far as I'm concerned. So the lifeguards saved them. The lifeguards went on their way. Mona and Randy regaled us with their fears around dying and washing up on the shore naked. And we just continued to drink our Annie Boone Springs wine or, like I said, whatever the name of it's called, I don't remember. It was cheap wine. And you drink and you drink and you don't know that you're you're getting drunk as you're drinking because it's just so um, fruity, for lack of a better way to put it. 
So we were sitting there drinking, and of course, remember, I was underage, and they were um, older than I. Um, So I guess they decided that it was my time to really drink and get drunk, because I had never done it before. So I think that looking back on it now, I think they were deliberately trying to get me drunk. Deliberately. And I was going along for the ride. So the next thing I remember, I I was drunk, but not to the point where I didn't understand what was going on around me. But the lifeguards started cruising down the beach again. And I think they realized, because I was 16, this was not the position that they all wanted to find themselves in. Because remember, they're two years older than I am. And so what they ended up doing was they dug this little trench and they put me in the trench. And then they covered up me and the trench, but they left my head out, of course. Of course, thank God they had the wherewithal to do that. And then they put a towel over my head. And then they all sat around me. It disguised me. I mean, I guess it's kind of like that concept of the cat that tries to hide under the couch and its tail is sticking out and it's like, you can't see me. But they they camouflaged me well enough so that when the lifeguards came by and the lifeguards came to check on what was going on with the rowdy group because after all they had already been there to save the naked Randy and the naked Mona from drowning and washing up on the shore naked they paid a little bit more attention to us and they didn't see me because the way that they had positioned me and put the towel over my head and all sat around me it was them and it was like I wasn't there The lifeguards went away, they untoweled me, they dug me up, we sat around, we drank a little bit more, and it was time to go. And believe me, it was hot. So before they entrenched me, I had already been out in the sun for quite a while. So I knew that I was burned to a certain degree. So we decided to leave, and we all decided that we had to climb up the the, um, cliff together. Remember, I was still feeling the alcohol because I had never had anything to drink before. And we got to the top. And when we got to the top, I was so proud of myself for making it. But I puked all over Randy's feet. What a way to end a fun day. It was a fun day, but it just sort of seemed to go along with the rest of the day. Expect the unexpected. Bury me alive with my head out and toweled over and then I puke on your feet okay well I guess it just sort of goes along with that so what we ended up doing was we all drove back to Randy's parents house and still I was in no condition to really travel anywhere I had my driver's license I had my car because at 16 you were able to get a driver's license and and I had my car, but there was no way I was going to be able to drive home from El Cajon to my parents' house in Chula Vista. So I ended up staying the night, and 
I think a, a few of the other ones ended up staying the night as well. We didn't have anything more to drink, but we just sort of sat around, chatted, fell asleep, blah, blah, blah. So the next morning, I get up and I have to go home. I got home. My parents were wondering where I was. I don't remember whether I called them or not, but I'm having a recollection that I did not. So they were worried about me. I guess maybe not enough worried about me if I didn't call and they didn't call out the armed guards or something. I guess I must have called them because I think if I didn't and I just didn't show up, then I guess my parents who love me really would have been worried about me and wouldn't have been distressed the next day when I came home. So I'm going to go with that. I, I must have called them or somebody called them and let them know that I was going to spend the, the night at Randy's house. So I got home and I was as red as a beet because I had been out in the sun and got sunburned. I was also as hung over as, what's an analogy? I can't say as hung over as a beet. I was red as a beet, but I was hung over. Oh, I was as hung over as a drunken sailor. That works, right? And my parents looked at me and they wondered. But the fact that I was sunburned, I played it off like we went to the beach and I got heat stroke because we had stayed out in the sun for so long. And you know what? They bought it. But thinking back on it now, did they really buy it? Or did they just go along with it because they knew that I was lying and I was hungover, and that's the reason why I stayed at Randy's house the night before. You see, my parents, you know what, the bottom line is they have been so progressive and so understanding for the majority of my life. I don't know what made them so. My father was in the military, in the Navy, for 22 years and could be very strict and very by the letter. But he's always understood. He's always provided that room for understanding, that room for flexibility. And my mother pretty much the same way. I, you know what, I honestly, I have been blessed with the parents that I have had. My father's passed away about four years ago. My mother still lives with me, and I do feel blessed. My brother, not so. I'll get into that story at some point as well, too, but let's not talk about him and ruin the story. So everything just sort of fell into place. I had heat stroke. I went to bed. I got my sleep. I got past it. And, as they say, Bob's your uncle. Anyway, I've lived to tell, and until the next time, stay safe.